This is Notoriously Episcopalian. My name is Kelly Hudlow. This is a podcast of sermons and musings all about the Christian faith and especially about being an Episcopalian. This is a sermon for the second Sunday of Advent, December 6, 2020, offered for a recorded service of evening prayer for Trinity Commons. The text used for the sermon are Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11, 2 Peter, chapter 3, verses 8 through 15a, and Mark 1, 1 through 8, where we are introduced to John the Baptist. Several times uh, in this year, this year of 2020, I've heard various religious folks reflect and describe that the moment we're living through as being a moment of living in the wilderness. We have been exiled from our churches. We have been locked away into our homes, isolated from family and friends. It does certainly seem a bit like we are wandering in the wilderness And rather fittingly, all this summer, we had readings from the book of Exodus telling the story of the people of Israel's own journey through the wilderness. I think after 2020, I am certainly more sympathetic to the people's grumbling and frustration that we find in the book of Exodus. Now, I have to acknowledge that there are a lot of things that I am thankful for this year. I'm thankful that I have a home, that I have a job, that I'm healthy so far. I'm thankful that I can um, pay my bills and that I can have groceries delivered. But there are also things that I feel pretty certain that I would like to grumble about. I'm tired of wearing masks. I miss going to the movies. I want to safely see my family and friends. I want to go to church and have it be normal and be able to sing out loud. I really miss going to brunch. And so when I hear the words of Isaiah, I say, Yes, comfort, O comfort us, Lord. Surely we have served our term. Our time in the wilderness must be up. Let's build that highway for God so that God can get here and we can get out of here. When the writer of Mark begins the good news of Jesus Christ by quoting this passage from Isaiah, the people of Israel are no longer in exile, but they are under Roman occupation and they are still waiting for God to come. Mark doesn't give us a nativity story. There are no shepherds in the field. There are no angels. There is no baby in the manger. Instead, he starts us right off with John the Baptist in the wilderness. The location of John's baptizing matters. This is the place where Elijah passed his mantle to Elisha and was carried up to heaven. This is also the place where the people of Israel crossed into the promised land when their time in the wilderness was done. So John comes to this place, this this border between wilderness and new life, this place of prophets and deliverance to prepare the way of the Lord by proclaiming repentance and forgiveness of sins. When the prophet Isaiah proclaims, Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low, and the uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain, he expects that that's happening really soon. 
When Mark uses this passage to set the stage for John the Baptist, he knows that Jesus is going to show up in just a few verses to be baptized and then himself go further into the wilderness. These readings are important because they remind us, as we feel like we are in the wilderness, that the wilderness is a place that we meet God. But the sense of immediacy in these passages can be frustrating for those of us that have lived in hopeful waiting each generation for 2,000 years. It might be helpful to look to one of our other readings tonight, from a book that doesn't get a lot of space in the Revised Common Lectionary, and that's the reading from 2 Peter. It only shows up twice in the whole three-year cycle, this being one of them. Despite that this book claims to have been written by the Apostle Peter, most scholars believe that it was written much later. And here in this passage that we hear tonight, we hear a people considering the waiting where the person that is doing the writing is no longer talking about how immediate this is all going to be, but instead starts talking about the nature of time itself, or at least God's time. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. This reminder, this serves as a reminder that God acts in God's own time. And for those of us here in the waiting, frustrating, frustrated with what seems to be God's slowness, the writer of Second Peter says that God is not slow. God is patient. God is patiently waiting, not wanting any of us to perish, but all to come to repentance. It's rather God that's doing the waiting and not so much us. Now, as we are in the month of December, COVID numbers are going up, churches are moving back to online worship, it's cold and it's dark, and things aren't the way that we want them to be for a holiday season, and we are anxiously waiting for a vaccine, anxiously waiting for our life to go back to normal. For some folks, there is the temptation to ignore the precautions, to just go back to life as usual, Maybe they're not as at high of risk or they won't get as sick. So they think, why should they continue in the frustration and the inconvenience? In this wilderness moment, as isolated as I may feel in my home office or at my house working from home day in and day out, I perhaps feel more connected to my community than I ever have before. I understand that my choices, my decisions, my ability to be patient and to stay vigilant with precautions can mean that I save the life of my neighbor because I don't get them sick. We depend on each other now more than maybe we ever have in my lifetime. Our separation, our wilderness moment, is what is necessary so that we can come together again. And we must be patient so that none of us perish. We are tired of waiting. But by staying the course, staying home, wearing masks, being patient, we are taking care of each other. 
as uncertain as this wilderness experience feels right now, we are in the place of prophets and deliverance. We must be patient, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed to us, and all people shall see it together. Amen.